Hey everybody, welcome to the Mountain Deer Podcast. This is Rodney Elmer. I'm here with the gang. I've got Ryan Elmer. Hey guys. Taylor Elmer. Hey, hey. Casey's back at the ranch. As always. As always. <laughs> and we have a special guest star. Yeah, buddy. The man himself. The not yet world famous. The legendary. Cocoa Puff. <laughs> <laughs> tell us tell us the story. How did how did you meet Cocoa Puff? How did all that go down? This is another unique passage in time. Right? Yeah, this but, is another throwback. So we'll, we'll go back. We'll rewind back a little bit. Um, shot a pretty nice buck, and I was down to uh, the local check station, and I was checking in my deer, and uh, just about got it. Com- just about got him completed there, and uh, another fella drove in with a deer in the back, and uh, Leon says to me, he says, "Oh, another guy with a deer. Let's go see what it is." So we go outside, and. Uh, it's this fellow right here, and he's got himself a doe, checking it in. And uh, Do you remember what your doe weighed, Jim? No, but it was an old one, wasn't it? it was oh, like yeah. 12 years yeah. old. Yeah, yeah, the thing had like a 12-inch nose. I mean, <laughs> it was just like huge. Yeah, yeah old, old girl, yep. 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 And we we got to shooting the shit there and talking back and forth, and uh, Jimmy says, well, you do taxidermy? And, and Leon's like, yeah, he does taxidermy. He's good at it. Yeah, there's one of his right there on the wall right there, right? Yeah. And and what was your, was it R&L? No, no, L&M. L&M. Where yep. the hell is that? Uh, it was in South, South Barry. Barry. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. And uh, we got to shooting the shit, and he's like, well, I was thinking about mounting it. And I'm like, well, come on up, you know? So he ended up stopping up at the shop, and... We we yacked and yacked for a long time there. <laughs> I don't think I got home till midnight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. meeting yeah. of the minds. That was back when you had the shop on the porch. Yes, right? yeah. yeah. The shop was Jeez. on the porch of the house. Yeah, I was we're talking. Doing, I was like, no, in you were at the other house. Oh, dude, you, I was in the right. basement. It that's how really? basement of the and first these house. Guys were like little. Little teeny boppers. Like still had diapers on. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So right. you weren't even born yet. Well, I yeah. You I must was, have been fresh if because you were. I was I was what one when you moved into our our now house. No, yeah. Lived, it so was one. So mom was probably pregnant. It was with probably you. yeah. I he might was even, a baby. That yeah. was that was. Or you were fresh. Was the one in diapers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Whoa. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so you guys just started chatting, hit it off. When did you start, like, hunting together, though? It had to have been after, because if you had your deer, if he did your doe. Right. You had to, like, what, come back? Yeah. He did a few bucks afterwards that I mounted. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Probably when we went to the Allagash, right? Yeah, and then Jeff brung him some deer, and we, and then right. Jeff invited Rodney to come yeah. up to the up and to camp. In that, in that interim there Maine, is we when we moved. In yeah. Right, in, in between is when we moved. Like, yeah. we met, oh, okay. then we moved into the house next door, then the shop was on the porch, and that's when Jeff came up. That, yep. that was, that was yeah. when, you know, that, the porch was, was then. Way back when. Yeah, that was a, that was Jesus. a long time ago. Jesus, uh, some th- some things. You... That's like in the ni- late nineties. Yeah. For all you uh, all you folks listening, Jeff is the one that shot the captain. Yeah. In yeah. that in that video, if you yeah. guys know that yeah. that video is hilarious. So we ended up uh, going up there and hunting, and we had a blast, and we got some nice deer, and it was tough, you know, late season muzzleloader um, season up there, and uh, had a good time. Chased uh, 
chased some really awesome bucks, and it was good. We were the only ones up there, too. Yep. It was empty. Jeff shot Handlebar Henry. Right. That and you shot that thing three strikes. Yep. Yeah, and we all shot at three strikes. We all shot at three strikes. <laughs> that was that was quite a hunt. Um, Only you put the killing shot in him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, we Jeff hopped out on this track. He was looking at it and he says, "Boy, that's a pretty nice buck right there." And I'll take that track. So he takes off in the woods, and and it was a dead end. So Jimmy and I finished driving out to the end of the dead end and came back, and we told him on the radio, well, so far, he's definitely in that piece of woods. Yeah. You know, he hadn't crossed that road. So we swung out around and went out ahead of where, you know, the deer would be, and nothing else was coming around, and, and yep. weren't seeing any other tracks. It was smoking fresh, deep, fluffy snow, and it was cold, too. Nice. It Mint. was real cold. Mint. It was really cold. Yeah. Like 20 below. <laughs> yeah. Like, like You didn't stand around. No, definitely not. <laughs> That's not a day for sitting. Yeah. But that deer went up beside that road five miles and went around the end of it. Wow. We just circled out ahead and, and we're trying to just see, look for other deer, look for a likely place that the deer might cross while Jeff is, is tracking it. Yeah. And it was the only buck around, you know, that we thought was the only buck around that was not the case well like the only like it was one that you had your sights on it was a decent buck right yeah it was a shooter so we just started i mean it was like 189 or something like that yeah yeah and that was yeah oh that's heavy i thought it was i thought it was like 170 that's a good buck and that's end of the season that's a 200 rifle oh definitely well if it's muzzleloader in new hampshire was muzzleloader did muzzleloader was a prelude to rifle back then or this was main main muzzleloader so it was real late oh that's right because you're in allegash right you're in allegash and it's a big deer, not too far from yeah, Baker Lake up that's there. And um, Jeff Jeff goes in a ways, and, and he starts following it, and he starts catching up to it a little bit. And uh, I think that was the first time we had a tipper can, any of us. Yeah. Cocoa Pub's famous for the old tipper can. You know, I think that was the very first time. And, and a few people had said, boy, them things work really good. <laughs> yeah, I heard it. Yeah. People say they work good. Yeah, yeah, and, and I still have yet to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's called me in about six times now. But Jeff caught up to it and only had a headshot in between two trees, and he shot and actually hit it in the ear after Rodney got it. Yeah, he put a hole right and through the so ear. So he was in the, in the middle of it. He just punk right. He pierced the ear. Wow. Okay. He told me and Rodney where to go, so I drove Rodney up the road, let Rodney off. And I drove further up the road, and we didn't. And I got out of the truck, and the deer was coming through some blowdowns. Not blowdowns. They actually chopped the trees down and left the tops and took the logs. And every way, time I had a shot, on. it was a low spot, and it'd be disappear. Yep. It came out mm -hmm. into the ditch, and I missed it, and yep. went, it went back in the woods. And, and we were told we Rodney were a half up, mile or more apart. I mean, we yeah. spread out yeah, we, ways. Rod, I started tracking it, and. And I tracked it through Handlebar Henry's tracks, and it's like that. there was another buck in there. Yeah, and he, and he had shot. Whoa. It yeah. had gone around the end of the road, and another deer had walked up the other side of the road, and he was on that track, yep. walking up the other side of the road, and it come right onto him head on. Yeah. So then I told Jeff about that other big track, and Jeff just tore off in there, and he actually got to see it and didn't get a shot. And, when it ran away, we were leaving. Says, yeah. When we were leaving the woods, Rodney's like, "You gotta, you gotta name him." 
Jeff says, handlebar Henry, because he looked like a set of Harley handlebars going down through the woods. <laughs> you could sit on his back and drive it, he said. Ape hangers. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah, it was a big deer. We went and checked him in and told the, the guy at the Sabumic there that we were going to we were gonna be back tomorrow with handlebar Henry. Yeah. And he laughed, and the next next day we pulled in with that deer. Yep, Jeff told him. Jeff said, I'm, I'm getting him tomorrow. Okay, he says. All right, we'll see. We pulled in. The guy said, how'd you guys do today? Jeff said, handlebar Henry's in the truck. <laughs> His jaw dropped. Goes over and looks. That's a corker, he said. <laughs> well, it was. I mean, you know, that was a big, big deer. And, and it had 150 inches of horn. I mean, Gee, it wow. was a big buck. You yep. know, a really nice buck. And, and I was going to film him shooting it, and my battery, it was so cold, and I had a Sony Handycam, right? Yeah. And they I had two batteries, and even all. the one in my pocket was too cold to work anymore. Yeah. And Jeff and I are getting up to the deer, and I'm like, man, that deer's right here. It's right freaking here. Just walk up to that thing and shoot it. And there was a third buck in there. Yeah. And Jeff looks at that one, and, I, and I'm looking at the two different deer. And, and I said, boy, here's another really good buck. And he's like, boy, I'm... I'm no, that's not it. This is it. Right here, this is it. He points down. He says, that's the deer. And so he takes off and goes a little ways. And I'm like, well, you just go ahead. Just go go shoot it. Go I'll hang thing. back, right? So while he's crawling up through the bushes there looking for it and just taking his time. And he's he's only about 50 yards from me, and I'm watching him. And, and then I see the gun come up, and bang! And then he just stands there like a statue after he shoots. And of course, it's muzzle loader, so he's empty. Right. Yeah. But the gun is still on his shoulder. <laughs> and I'm like, why is he still holding his gun up? And 30 seconds go by, and he's still frozen. Like, like he literally shot and was frozen. <laughs> well, it's so cold out. I'm thinking maybe it did freeze up. Cause I, I don't understand. I'm about to freeze up myself. It was so cold and windy. Oh, yeah, that wind nasty. was Oh, yeah, the wind. It was, was cold. really bad. Yep. And then all of a sudden, he puts his gun down, and he turns around, and he comes walking right back to me, pretty good clip. And he walks up to me, and his face is just as white. And I said, so what happened? And he says, I get over there, and, and that thing stands up. And he says, the horns are out to here, and I shoot that thing, and it just stands there. And it doesn't move. I'm not understanding. I don't dare to move. He said, it's right next to me. It's right there. <laughs> right? And his face is white. Yeah. So I'm like, well, you, you should load your gun up, right? We're standing there, right? <laughs> no, it's, an, it's an empty muzzle loader. I mean, load it, <laughs> right? Always load your gun. Always. And he I didn't dare to move because the buck just stood there after he shot. Yeah, the buck right didn't even it. twitch. It just stood there. Well unbeknownst to him he shot right through it beautiful and the deer doesn't know it and he's just standing there Get looking at feet. him yeah and yeah. and so he says i don't know if i got him or not and then the thing just ran off he said but that's him 
So he loads his gun back up, and I'm like, okay, go ahead. And he says, well, it's going this way. And I said, I know right where it's going. It's going up my deer's track from yesterday. There's a yep. whole trail up through the woods yep. right there. We know exactly where he's going to cross <laughs> the road. We've got this spot figured out, right? Yeah. So yep. I said, well, okay, good luck, man. Just go kill it, right? Just just yep. kill him. Go for and it. And we're going to – we're on it, right? So wow. he, he takes off, and – and he's like, well, I'm just like, wow, 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 right? And he's like, I didn't dare to move, you know? Well, unbeknownst to him, the deer was standing there and it was leaking. It was bleeding like crazy. And he walked up to the spot Must where he shot. Must have been a pretty good puddle there. And, well, he took his, it was real cold, cold, deep, fluffy so snow. It's gonna, it's gonna so the just, blood was heavy and yep. it was like super fluff and it was so right. cold. So it doesn't look like there's anything. It just yeah, fell and it right drips. through the snow. He didn't, yeah. Yeah. He didn't see it. So he gets up there and he sweeps it with his foot and there's blood all over the place. And he's like, well, yeah, oh, I hit him. That he makes says, you feel better. Yeah, yeah, he comes yeah. back on the radio to us. And now we're trying to boot scoot back to the road and yep. grab the truck right. and swing out around this big, you know, half mile long block of woods. It's about a half mile wide and probably three or five, four miles long, this block of woods. Yep. And we're in about two and a half miles out it, you know, so it's about the middle of this long, skinny block of woods. So we jump in the truck and we boot scoot around and we've got the heater on a thousand. Jimmy's been standing there forever. <laughs> try and wondering what, what's yeah, happening, right? Yeah, yeah I was in between the roads, half mile, three quarters of a mile down the road. Because you thought it was going to go down through, right. down through between the two roads. And of course, you don't you and don't I dare was, to move until I so, you know what's going on. I was like, can't move if right. If I was going to come through. I'm here, froze. especially if it's around twenty. We got in the truck cold. and we've got that thing doing a hundred, right? And, <laughs> and we're scooting out around to get out in front of him, you know, of of the back over to where my deer, where we shot my deer the day before. We're trying to get back over to that piece because he's going to be going right up through, like in December. When the deer, when the snow's super deer deep, deer will follow trails. If and if they're just jumping along through the woods and they come to a, another deer trail of some kind, it. they just take it. Yeah, or it's right? easier. It's easier walking than right. plowing through snow. And we knew where all the traffic was crossing this big dead end road that was up ahead of us, where the deer was kind of heading for the dead end. So we worked our way out through, and we got right onto that trail. And now Jimmy and I are. I'm, I got my camera. I'm trying to keep my, my stuff warm. I'm, I'm filming. And, and Jimmy and I are, are making our way. Jimmy's hunting, and the two of us are making our way down the trail. We didn't go 50 yards. Yeah, we didn't we even get off the shoot. road hardly. <laughs> we, so yeah. we stood there and listened when he shot. And then all of a sudden, we heard him scream. I mean, tough. I mean, he was a ways away, and we heard him loud as day. Wow. Clear as a bell. And I said, it's got to be big. <laughs> to wind yeah. Jeff up, it's got to be a giant. He's, wow! Way down in the woods, just screaming it out. <laughs> and he says, he looks at me. He, he's in front of me, right? He turns around and looks at me. We hear pow. And I said, oh, I bet he got him. Oh, I hope he got him. And he, then we hear, right? And he turns around and looks at me and he says, He's, Jimmy's just, he's just as wide-eyed, and he looks at me, and he says, that's a big one if he's screaming that hard. I've never heard him scream like that, he says, right? It's got to be huge, right? And we go down through there, and he comes up through the woods to us. We didn't go very far, and he was already at us. He says, I'm scared to go look at it. Like, what do you mean? You didn't go up to it? And he said, no, it's huge. I didn't even touch it. I was scared. I'm scared. <laughs> 
and we're like, well, let's go see that thing, right? Yeah. And 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 even then, my batteries were froze back up yep. again. Right. So I had one much. of them little instant roll cameras. Yep. And I took like thirty pictures of us walking up there's to the actually, deer. There's actually a couple pictures up on the wall underneath your yep. under all your bucks at the shop, right? Here. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. yep. And and we go up to that deer, and I've got pictures of us walking up to that thing, and the body hardly sticks up out of the snow because it's so deep so and deep fluffy, and, fluffy, and yeah. it's a big deer, it's a two hundred pounder, right? And he's laying there, and and the rack is just towering out of the snow. One side of it is just, uh, you can tell, oh, that's a big one from, yeah. from fifty yards yeah, away. You can one. see no ground shrinkage yeah. on that yeah, guy. Yeah, that's oh, a good yeah. one. Yeah, and he had lost a lot of weight too. How much did he weigh? Two, two something. Yeah. Two twelve, two fifteen. Yeah. He was over. Right. He was over two during yeah. muzzle he was skin and bones. Right. That's a oh, big, yeah, big deer. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody had beat him up pretty good. Oh yeah, he really? been fighting with another deer. Yeah. Jeez. You know, a lot of times weight makes up for antlers. Sometimes. Oh sure. Yeah. And and uh, another day or two, we kept hunting in that area there looking around because you know the two of us had tagged out but mm -hmm. jimmy was still hunting so we're yeah. still poking around looking everywhere and there was another huge huge one of the biggest tracks i've ever seen in my life 260 270 huge track and it was all old it was old and yeah. it was going on at the same time that we were going on yeah. over right. there we needed to find it we, we, were, we should have been on that one. I, I'd like to see what that one was because yep. that, that dwarfed both the deer we shot, which were beauty bucks. Yeah. This other one was the super giant. And this we found this little pass spot he was moving. This is like some of the first times that you're hunting with Jeff and Jimmy then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, like, this, is, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah and, and we, we were on it. You yeah. Know? And we were prime age too. That helped. Back to how old were you guys? Jim, you're actually pretty young. How yeah. Old, how old are you, Jim? How old am I? Yeah, how old are you? 53. Dad, how old are you? Four. 54. I was going to say four years old then. Yeah. Well, yeah. So just, well, Jimmy's this? looking this like 20 years Jimmy's ago. looking yeah. really good for right. his age because his yeah. beard doesn't yeah. have a speck of gray in it until his yeah. sideburns. So he's not a, really good. Yeah, he's not a Ain't no well. gray on my sideburns. <laughs> I pulled them all out. <laughs> pulled them all out. What are you talking about? He's like, I yanked that out. No, you can't prove it. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, what do you think is what's uh what's your earliest memory of Cocoa Puff? Oh what you, what's your earliest memory of him? Well, Jimmy's been part of our families as long as I can possibly okay. remember. Well, yeah, you guys are just little squirts. Mm -hmm. Oh what's like well actually how about this? What's one of your earliest like good big easy to call up memories? There's tons of in the shop stuff. There's a lot of in the shop know? stuff. There's a lot of stuff right. at your house. In, yeah, in, your your house in your garage, working with you on rigs and stuff. Right. Um, boy. And then, you know, deer camp. There's a, I have, yeah. there's a lot of deer, deer hunting memories I got with you Jimmy. You come to deer camp? Yep, up yep. in Pittsburgh, Jeff's camp up there. Yep. Yep. Had a lot of good times up there. Yep. Yeah. Joey's um, camp, too. Joey's camp, yep. 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 I only um, got to go to... Was the doe you shot up above on East Inlet, was that your first... Yeah, that was my first year. The that was Pittsburgh Princess. That was actually right here up on us. Right. Right. Well, I was up there, but weren't with you guys. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, me, Dad, and Casey on that hunt. Right. Yeah. 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 I think Mine, I was I was fifteen. Some of my earliest, or earliest memories of Jim was the, when we were in Groton and I shot my my first like buck buck with oh. antlers. Oh right. Yeah. Oh yeah, your buck. Yep. And yeah. and then you came all the way across and you came to see us and I remember that was our first hug, man. You yeah. and I, you and I have hugged over a lot of deer. <laughs> yes, we've, we've been getting it done since then. We've yeah. had a good time. 
Yeah. You know, you shot that on crust, about an inch and a half crust. That was, yep. That you was could stand on top crust. like Clint. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. was a, that was a nasty day. When you're out with a 10, 12-year-old and he can walk on the crust, that's a pretty track, tough tracking yeah. conditions, right? I think When a kid rough. can walk on the crust. And we tracked that little buck. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> he, he <throat> had what? He's got like a 10-inch spread, 10-inch spread at the most. 12 inch spread yeah and, he's a nice little buck 147 and he, pounds he rubbed on yeah. an eight or nine inch spruce he went up to this attitude eight, like barely yeah, fit attitude. in his rack right his rack barely fit on it and he scratched his horns on it and i said to taylor well maybe he's got a little more horns than we think you know yeah. but he's probably 125 140 pound deer you know yep, yep. you know Classic. two and a half you're almost we'll see and then when we get up through there and I screw up filming and whatnot, and then you whack it. Um, no big deal. That, that video's on YouTube. But, yeah, that's yeah. a good um, one. Yeah, that was a good one. We had a good you time know, doing that. that was, that's a throwback, man. One of my early memories of uh, with Jimmy is uh, mom and your moose. Yep. Dragging right. him out. Yeah, in 07. We, yep. Same year you guys went to Ontario. Yeah. Right. That was also... That's the one that, I remember the most is when Beeb got his 10-pointer. Oh, and, yeah, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. And I knew in the morning, and Jeff said, <laughs> Jeff said in the morning, he says, apologize to Rodney because you guys were getting, he I'm wasn't sorry, gonna be there. He's going to get a deer today. He's, he's getting yeah. a deer and I'm sorry you're not going to be there. Casey was with Rodney and I, and I just walked out the woods, out of, out that, Railroad bed, and I said, I know something's going down. Yeah. So I just hung out there because I'd shot mine. When Puff yep. gets feelings, man, most of the time oh. they're spot on. When Puff has vibes. He says something's going down. <laughs> something's <laughs> happening. Yeah, they're sure. not wrong. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes not so. Yeah, that was my, <laughs> that's my biggest buck so far is my uh, beaver yep. fever out of Ontario. Yep, I nice, shot him nice with, uh, with Jeff. That's where I forgot how to count. <laughs> yeah, they come on the radio and say they got an eight, eight pointer, and I'm like, cool. And I got the coordinates and I started going there. <laughs> when he even let you near the deer, they met you. I, oh, I, I, for, I was so excited. I saw, yards from the deer, I went, saw Jimmy coming. I ran to him. I was like, oh, I was wound. Probably 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes later, he let us near the deer. I'm looking at it, it says, that's a 10 pointer. One, two, three, four, five. There's ten points He's on that like, deer. Woo! <laughs> party again. Two extra points. <laughs> yep. Good stuff. Yeah, that then, was that was. And then it. and then from then on, miscounting your rack has been <laughs> called pulling a beaver. Right? <laughs> yeah. you, did, you actually did that too. on your, yeah, the video on YouTube. That throwback pa pocket there when you guys when, the, when they. <laughs> when they, you guys smashed the game pole, you had so many deer on that year in New Hampshire. You, the game pole collapsed. Right. And that yep. deer, you walk up and you're like, oh, I got myself a... Eight-pointer. Eight-pointer. Eight I cool. thought that deer was yeah. 200 pounds. I never shot a 200-pounder. I, I thought it was my first 200-pounder, and yeah. I was wound right up. And the old guys, we could we Jeff had shot a deer that day, and his dad had shot a deer. Yep. And we they were like three miles from the truck. Everybody was whacking And mine was... We didn't get mine out till night, and we had to take it, take it to Maine to report it, because we were hunting Maine, but the boundary line's like five, six feet off New Hampshire Road, so yep, we had yep. to go into New Hampshire and back around. And we had talked to the game warners, and they were okay with it. Yeah, yep. let them know so what was going on. They because in order for we you to get to the reporting station, you had to Inlet, go back so. into New Hampshire. Right, right. Technically, yeah, yeah. it's a walk-in only area. So we yeah, didn't yeah. get it over. Where's that place where we? Them. Aquatic? Aquatic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so we didn't get it aquatic till probably noon the next day. 
Yeah. We slept in because we were all tired. And, yeah, yeah it was a lot of work dragging all that and beer the deer, out. And the game pole was full, yeah. so you sleep yeah. in, right? Well, yeah. for sure. And the old guy weighing it is 196. He said, if you would have weighed that yesterday, you would have got your patch. And I was yeah. Like, yeah, that's my luck. Son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like on the video where you record, you that's just classic. got the deer, the deer's down, you're like eight pointer, cool, this is awesome. And then you cut to course coordinate with everybody and you come back on the video and you're like well in all my excitement i pulled a beaver it's actually a six-pointer this is a six-pointer as you can see <laughs> jeff left his deer that he got jeff got a nice big one yep another 200 pounder he was that of, big five pointer with a yeah, claw that on the big end five right? point pointer yeah. with a claw yeah i was like and, a uh, 10 12 year old jeff guy. left oh, his deer came to him. me a mile away and we left our guns right on my deer, and he says, that thing's only a six. And I said, what are you talking about? And I was like, how did I do that? I pulled a beaver. <laughs> he had broken off his Only his I went down, and you yeah. went up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the tip. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. broke off the tips and his beams. Yeah. 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 I nah, th was that was that bad winter. I think that, that deer was a big deer for what it had for a rat. Oh, yeah. yeah. He didn't yeah. grow a he lot of horns. He had a big body. Right. The winter before we was, shot him was really bad. Yeah, yeah. really yeah. deep snow, really yeah. cold. And and we were thinking, you know, and, and the following winter was another bad one, and that's when, you know, Maine took it real hard. Yep. You know, and, and a lot of their deer just did not do well at all, and it took quite a while to bounce back from that, yeah. you know, and, and that, that can happen pretty easily in Maine. The other thing is it's a huge kind of walk-in area, and I don't know where else you'd shoot a buck as old as that thing jeff shot that was a really old buck but of course when you're not far from the canadian border too a lot of them bucks learn the border and right. learn that no matter which side they get chased on they jump they all they got to do is jump it and they get rid of all the people so yeah, right like they, they we, we've had some that were 10 miles from the border and headed right for it yeah they knew the as soon drill. as you jumped them turn for the border run straight north and run right across the border it's like Freaking you things. buggers and then, of course there's nothing you can do about it no that way. area has a spot swampy spot that's a mile about a mile and a half wide that you can't get through it yeah if the trees are so close right it's, yeah it's rabbit and we had a couple spots that we found we could get through across the brook yeah you learn it after so a while you yeah. you end up walking a lot to get out there yeah yeah there's a lot of places like like that that we have that'd yeah. be amazing if you could drive to but you yeah can't. so you right. just gotta you gotta just hump right. through the woods and, and even then if the snow conditions get bad enough or yeah. whatever you or it's super dry and there's no snow like there's no reason to walk nine miles through a bunch of garbage to get way out in the middle of nowhere and then not have any energy to do anything. And, right, and especially it's if you so don't hard have to any get them snow back. to work with. Right, and if you, you get, get the deer out dead there. out there, now it's a major job to drag them out. Yeah, yep. you worry. You don't worry about the drag. You shoot the deer <laughs> no. and you worry about that <laughs> after. Right, you, know you can mean? hang them in the trees. That's right. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Leave your coat on them. Yep. What or shirt on them. Yep. yep. Come back tomorrow. Go yeah. get some help. Yeah, one of the and things that uh, one of the things I always love during uh, deer season is the reference to uh, antique tracks, and there's, there's <laughs> and and that's been that's been kind of like a fun little staple that you guys get to hear uh, Jimmy say a lot of times. Jim, can you explain to us what antique tracks are and why you hate them so much? <laughs> They're old tracks that you're never gonna catch. <laughs> <laughs> how did you how did you kind of come up with that? When was the first time that you really had that? Cause like one of the things that we hear all the time is like people sick you on like tracks you never end up. Oh yeah, I, all my whole life I get on these tracks. We're following them, following them. It's like we ain't never gonna catch this deer. 
the only trouble is, see, the, the conundrum is that there's been quite a few times where there's this big snowed-in piece of garbage track, yeah, and Jeff has got out and gone on it, or I've got out and gone on it, and <laughs> we go a quarter, half mile, pow, and uh, the thing's dead. Uh, Jeff only goes 100 yards. Right, he goes 100 <laughs> yards. Right. Ryan would do the same thing. Yeah, Ryan yeah. Morris, yeah, he likes to do that too. Yeah. Me? You'll never get out of the snowed-in track. <laughs> And, and at the end of the day, he's back to where he started. Yeah, right? it's oh, yeah something, dead loop. Backtrack, dead yeah. loop. <laughs> that he spent the entire day following, and then to get back to where he just started. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that's one of the dangers about driving down a, a road and seeing two different buck tracks crossing the road, and right. both of them a lot of times are going in the same direction. Yep. So you get on it, and it, you go out a ways, and it makes this giant loop and yeah. leads back to the first track you saw at yeah. the beginning of the road. And, you're, and your, tra I, your that, tracks are standing there on it. Yeah, you, you get to look down. The freshest <laughs> oh, track yeah, around is your track when you were looking at it to start with, and you yep. didn't take it then. And that was actually the fresh track, and yeah. you took the older track farther down the road. I did that with Mr. Rogers. Good learning curve, though. Thank God he only went like three-eighths of a mile. Right. And turned around and came back, and I could, I could cipher that out in about an hour, and I was back to where I it needed. It didn't cost to be. you that much time. No, it only cost yeah. me about an hour on Mister Rogers on the opening first day, you know. But the rest, and that sharpened it up to be on him for the rest of the time. But that still makes you an hour behind whatever he was ahead of you that you don't know. Right, so if he's ahead of you seven, now he's ahead of you eight. <laughs> yeah. Now you no. gotta make it. Sometimes it's not just an hour though; it could be two, three, or four hours. Oh yeah, yeah. or, or a whole like day. last year, the whole day. The whole day. day. Like, what yeah. the heck? Yeah, <laughs> we did that a couple, three times last season here, where there were all the tracks you couldn't tell if one was fresher than the other. Yeah, you know, you drive down the road and a buck goes to the right, and you drive a little farther and there's kind of the same-ish looking track going to the left. And you drive a little farther, and then there's another one going to the right. And it's like, well... Slithering up the road. Which <laughs> one is which? And, and, and especially when it's a hell hole on the downhill side. Yeah. And two of the tracks go uphill. You're thinking to yourself, well, the uphill one is where I'd like to hunt. And hopefully, he's uphill. He came down, went up, and then back down. You know, so it's like you're trying to cipher out which direction or where he's likely to be. And when it's a hellhole on the bottom side, you don't want to go just jumping in the yeah. garbage. A lot of the times they come to garbage and even the deer don't get in it. Yeah. They go down the side of it for a yep. ways and then go back up. Or they know a nice little trick to get through it, though. Yes. Yeah. They do. Don't, but don't go with the deer and moose. Don't go. Right. That's like yeah. track, man. If you, get spot, swim, oh, nothing. if you like swimming through brush, you need a helicopter yes, to come do. get you. Yeah. And we had a couple of those last year. I spent the entire day on the mountainside and the buck was in the bottom. He'd gone from the top to the bottom, back up top, back down the bottom. And he'd cross the road four different times. And if they do it three times, it's a little easier to cipher out. But mm. the fourth time, underneath some other deer tracks. And I'm thinking three times should be over here when there was, was actually four times. And it was underneath another track that I just hadn't seen because there were multiple deer. So like, there's always things that mess things up, and you you hate spending your whole day on a mountainside that there's no deer on, following around deer tracks mm -hmm. that there's nothing in front of you. And just because you don't see no track, don't mean there's no deer there. That that's 100 percent certain. Yeah, you absolutely. can walk right beside it all day long. We walk around them sometimes. <laughs> yeah, a, a complete circle yep. right around deer that are there. 
He he makes a loop off this dead end road in New Hampshire. He he goes off the dead end a little bit to the right, circles up the hill, goes all the way out around, gets level with the road, then drops down below the road a little bit, and then pops out on the end of the road again. And he's like, "There's no deer in here," and I'm on my way to the dead end road at the end of the day. Yep. He's, he's he starts barking on the radio. There's deer running everywhere. I said, "No way! I've been all the way around there. There ain't no tracks nowhere in there. They were all sleeping in the middle. There were six, <laughs> six deer, literally sleeping right in the middle. And I'm crashing right through the middle of where he's yeah, gone. You, you cut the circle, in right? Half. And I'm heading for the truck and for him." Because it's the end of the day and I, I'm leaving the woods and I walk right into this group right in the middle and he went all the way around them buggers and they were right there. And they didn't move. And so they never moved. It, yep. And it was right. snow and it was long enough that they should have. But it was kind of cold and they just yep. they fed a little bit and stayed right stayed where they in were. Stayed the same spot. Yeah. Six it, deer go running all over the place and they run right down his tracks awesome. for a ways. And just before they get to him in the truck, they turn off and go down the hill. <laughs> right. <laughs> it goes to show you have no idea. No. How many deer that you walk right by? No, he's back at the truck. It's the end of the day. It's still shooting light. I've got all these deer, and they're running down his tracks back to the rig. So I tell him, look, these six are coming right at you. They're coming down through. And, of course, 250 yards before they get to where he is, they yeah. all bail off and go yeah. down over the hill. Of course. <laughs> like the yeah. yeah. That's the way it goes. Freaking deer. They do that sometimes. Yeah. When, you're in the, when you're in a big section of woods like we like to hunt, it's hard to kind of really predict where they're going to go. No, you don't. You know, because there's so much, there's, the woods have, they're so similar. No matter where you go, the woods are all kind of the same and they just, they can peel off and trying to, trying to kind of guess takes a lot of, takes a lot of, you know, a lot of practice. And you also kind of have to know the area in the buck or what you're chasing really well. Yeah. And it's, it's super conditional, you know, there's some advantages to knowing the land you're tracking on. Yeah. For sure. And like when you're not actually on a deer, the two of us have always spent our time learning that land. You know, learning where the passes are, learning where the movement goes, learning where the moose live, learning where the trail gets through this notch, learning um, where the skid, the direction of the skid trails and how they come down. And also too, like the road access for all the landings for some giant mountain. You know, we'll drive all the way around the base of the whole mountain and find out where all the access is to it. And we're spending all our time, like, gathering information. If we're not hunting, we're just continually scouting. Yep. You know, and that that picking up information. And then, of course, when you do it years on end, you learn even more. And you learn patterns. Right. You know, and like Fire Tower, that deer was making some rubs. Oh, yeah. He would pound his horns. trees all the time. Yeah. And rip them up. Yeah, you get something that rips up a 10-inch maple. You know, a nice, young, vigorous 10-inch hard bark maple. And that deer would pound those trees. And you'd say, man, I want to see what that thing looks like, right? And it's got to have a huge rack. It's just got to. Just yeah. got to. It had a huge rack. You ain't doing that with spikes. No. no. <laughs> we just never caught him. Yep. We were and always behind way too far. We hunted him up for, for probably three, four years. We put our time in. A yeah, lot of time into in that growth. deer. And of course, we would we would learn little things every year. You know, we would jump him or move him or or find where he likes to bed in different spots and learn where the do- local does lived and where they hung out. Were were the majority of his rubs in the same area? He had like a a half yeah. mile long thread. Yeah. You know, if you looked at it on a map, it would be like little dots that were like a half mile long. But he'd have these bunches 
where he would do like 10, 12 trees in one spot. Yep. Wow. He, he would have this like spot, a little flat 50 yard wide hardwood 10 inch spot with a little tiny bit of a brook coming through it. And he he'd would go pound. across the river when the water was deep. Yeah, yeah. Rodney can hop scotch and jump rock ten feet from one rock to the other, and I can spend a half an hour trying to keep from having wet feet. <laughs> and that bugger, he he had a couple of cliffs he liked to use all the time. He climbed in yep. cliffs to get rid of you, you know all the stuff you know that a, a experienced buck would do over and over and over. You know, and we we kind of put the puzzle together all the time and. And we figured for sure if somebody shoots him, you're going to hear about it because he's yeah. a giant. Because he's a big buck. And I'm not sure has anybody ever got him. Um, and if it did, we never never knew about it. But, you know, every now and then you have them legendary ones that get away and you just never connect with them. And that, that deer, we, we would drive from Vermont and hunt Pittsburgh every day back and forth driving. That's a long Yeah, day. drive three that hours one days. way to go hunt one deer. Nope. Thank you. You know, but Pass. with that kind we of a deer. We used to do it all every day. Yeah. And we, come back home, sleep, get in the rig in the morning. That's what we used to do. That was a quality deer. I when mean, we went to Canada, too, Now we're lucky to be in the woods by daylight. <laughs> <laughs> you got eight, a little slack last year. Eight, eight in the morning. We, Yeah, that's actually something that, that we – don't do all that often is get into the woods by day like daybreak we don't do that anymore <laughs> really don't like it wouldn't hurt yeah for sure it wouldn't hurt to do some at least of that, for your road work oh definitely get through a little but earlier and get more time they get up when we get there they live there ain't going anywhere. we haven't had any real problems no it's not coming like, on and finding it's here. not like like getting into the woods at like eight or nine has really like decreased our ability to get any deer nope. it hasn't changed your success rate i don't think so we haven't like lost a lot of tracks to other people or something like that no we and really even then haven't. there's like no. there's deer for everybody i think in the days when we first started going to maine or like the heyday of maine you did want to get out of bed because there yep. was so many people hunting and there was you know this as soon as you have more people then you have more trackers yeah. Right. You know, not that there wasn't lots of people who would just go hunting anyway. They didn't need a track. They would just walk out in the woods and go look around and sit or whatever. But um, the, there was a need to get up then. Not so much now. It was definitely less. But still, I mean, if you feel you need to get up, you ought to get up. No question. Go with your vibes. You yeah. got to go with your vibes. Oh, you're not yeah. feeling it. You're not feeling it. There's you been know, a lot there's of days. There's a lot to that. And somebody else is feeling it and he's like, let's get going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get that. We do have that. You'll have one of us that's just like, today's the day, right? And it ends up being that that way, and they're kind of like, let's go, let's go, let's go. But there's nothing you can do. You can't control timing. You can't. There's a lot of days. It it was a good thing that we were late. It worked out perfect because we were. The yeah. day I got my six pointer, we missed me and B were just shooting the shit, and I drove down the road and missed the corner. It's like, Oh well, beep timing was off. Yep, and it was. We went up in there, and I got mine. So yep. yep. Even Jeremiah's here. Look at the timing on that. That was all right. That yeah. was perfect. another one. Yeah, just was absolute perfect, perfect timing. Yeah, yep. just to have everything go good. Yep. Yep. But I think one of the one of the things a lot of people don't know about was how much Jimmy harassed me to get the videos and get the movies up because when we first started because we talked about this in one of our earlier podcasts was how we kind of made the jump from you know dad making the movies originally um making them on, on dvds and having people you know being able to pick them up at the shop and then taking that 
and saying, hey, let's make it on YouTube. We'll put it up a bit more episodic than having an entire movie. But that in-between stage of those two things, I was going to take over and do the movie. And, you know, I had a little computer here at the shop in the corner by the office. And I remember Jimmy being like, hey, you got the movie done? Hey, you got the movie done? Hey, you got the movie done? I want to see it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Get on it. And I'm like, man, this is, I'm like, this is, this is a pain. Quit procrastinating. Yeah. Yeah. And lighting the candle under my butt. And that was one of the, one of the ways that like, that's one of the things that Jimmy's always kind of brought was a little bit of motivation and like a, an endurance. It wasn't any different in the woods. No, no, it was no different. That's what I mean. Like, no like, like he, get out of the truck. He, like, I remember Jimmy and I were in the, in the Jeep. We're going down the road, and there is this behemoth track on the side of the road. And he said this, of course, more than once to me. He's like, look, you're getting out of this truck if I got to push you out of here. You're going out of that thing. Look at that thing. Get on it. And, okay, here we go. He's like, no, no, get on it. And ended up yeah. learning a lot from that deer. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll rock road out there. Remember yeah. that? He's yeah. been he's yeah. been such a yeah. good such a good yeah. motivator and such a good kind of like this. He's got persistence and he's got this like never giving up spirit. Yep. And and For dude sure. and Jimmy off Jimmy, you. you're not you don't have the longest stride and you don't move through the woods that quick, dude. But you keep up with us. You got to hustle and he <laughs> he gets it done. And dude, you go a long ways. I don't think people oh, yeah. realize how how many miles you put on your freaking feet. You go even, good. Even like last year and the, and the year before, when you were having some troubles with your feet, you were still putting on some miles. Oh, every and at hurt. camp, every <laughs> night at camp, yeah. you're like, "Oh, my foot is killing me," and and you're rolling it out and you're putting the ice to it, and you're like, "Oh, this keep sucks. trucking." He can yeah. hardly walk at camp, going from the kitchen to the dinner table, and but he still puts on miles. Yeah, just. Yep. And spend, and you still like, walk further than I ever will. <laughs> well, I'm more like a beagle. You just let him loose and, and just run. Stride, the stride doesn't hurt. He gains an extra foot on every step. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Being tall is an advantage when yeah, it, it comes is. to being able to walk a and, long way. Yeah. And it it's does an advantage for bit. stepping over stuff, too, right, Jim? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a high stepper. <laughs> in, when we were up in Canada um, in 07, when I shot my, my, my buck up there, Jimmy and I are walking together and i step over a log and he's like jesus it's like hunting with a g damn giraffe <laughs> and i look back and i'm like what and he's like come on kid <laughs> he's trying to <laughs> step over stuff that i'm just that or when he's work when he's hunting with casey and casey ducks under a log that's two I feet off the ground casey casey slithers <laughs> under some low stuff i don't know how he goes underneath stuff sometimes. i always look for spots to walk around him i'm not <laughs> no. But. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Another thing is flip-flopping. We always, oh, yeah. at the end of the day, start coming headed to the truck, and we start drop our guard yeah. and stop. Yep. That was start us last talking. year. It happened. Coming out of Big Timber. That was a lot. Yep. We start talking and not paying attention. Next thing you know, you got deer blowing at you, going everywhere. Yep. Should have noticed. That, that actually like, brings us. That brings us to a good point, Jim. What are your, like... Top three rules for tracking. If you had to say like your three most you know, like important tips or like the things that you think that in your experience, what could you tell somebody that would give them a better kind of success when they're tracking? What's your top three rules for tracking, Jim? What do you think? What My three? top three rules. Oh. Yeah. You got to pay attention all the time. Yeah. Because the first second you ain't paying attention is when you're going to bump into it. Yeah. yeah. Don't let your guard down. 
Yep. Yep. And yep, it's easy good. to let your guard down. Especially after yeah, all day. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be good until I run into one of you guys. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so definitely pay attention. What's another one, Jim? What's another one you got? What's a good tip? I don't know. He's got a couple about shooting. Like... Get your gun on it, right? <laughs> Get your gun up. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I used to be a lot quicker than I am now. I used to shoot a lot more skeet, and I think that helps. Yep. We actually because you got to be able to hit it. When we actually went, uh, what was it? It wasn't this past year. It was last year. We you actually were here at the shop shooting skeet. We did that for your birthday. Right. And we put yeah. that up yeah. on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, that video. Yeah. And you're, yeah. you're you were quite the shot still. You're pretty good. And we had. I a, used to be a lot better. A bolt action. Bolt action bolt shotguns, action, man. Yeah. You were putting two rounds downfield pretty quick with that thing. No, and when yeah. you're you're practicing and using something and it's real familiar to you, you're always going to do the best with with you know something that's real familiar, knowing your gun. You know, uh, Jim, how do you when you're driving down the road, you're doing your road work? How do you pick a track? What what are the key things that make you say, you know what, I'm taking this track? What are you looking for in a track, Jim? It's got to be fresh. <laughs> no antique tracks. I put you out on the old ones, and then you'll show me how freshen them up. Quick gets got freshened up. <laughs> uh, lately, I pretend I I'm kind of should get out of the truck more. <laughs> yes, with the we've had a lot of. Rain, I don't. Though. It's I like don't with rain, the glasses. Yeah. Rainy days. I don't like rainy days. Yeah. When it's snowing like a son of a gun, they don't no good. With glasses, you can't see nothing. Yeah. yeah. That brings up a good point too. Seeing how you do hunt and you have to, you have glasses for your vision. What are some recommendations you have for other people that go out in the woods who wear glasses and what can they do to help? Like, are there like different types of glasses they could wear? Um, hats. That I help. like my beagle hat because it's got a. It does better than a ball cap because it's all the way around. The, yep. the visor's all the way around. It's got that big white brim. Yeah. That wraps so around. So it keeps a little more rain off you. Yeah. Off your glasses, but. Like if the wind. You gotta have back. a lot of. You can't just carry one paper towel because once that's wet, it ain't worth nothing. You right. Gotta have. Yeah. I have quite a few extras. I noticed too out in the woods you um. Like you have different pair of glasses when you're driving the driving the rig, and then when we're out in the woods, you have a different pair of glasses. What makes oh, them different? I switch back and forth. Yeah. Sometimes the yellow works a lot better. What about the yellow? Do you think makes the difference for you? It lets you see into the bushes better. Yep. And when there's snow on the ground, does it help with like the it helps the, glare the glare coming off the snow? Yep. Yeah. And then like my transitions, they're brown. When whenever there's snow, they're dark all the time. So right, because you're getting the extra sunlight off the snow plus when it coming from the to sky. Get dark, they ain't worth the crap. You you think it's time to go and it ain't even close. Right. <laughs> you yep. take your glasses off and it's like daylight. Yeah. But there's some days when the clear lenses work better. Yeah. So it's kind of conditional. Yeah. Yep. We've yep. been double teaming, and you know it gets near dusk or it's it's working towards the evening. The sun goes down or whatever, and he's he's like, I'm gonna try my other glasses and see if they're better. You know. And sometimes he switches them out and they're better and sometimes they're not, you know, and it's like, you know. Plus now with age, I need bifocals. Right. Oh, yeah, for your for var, far vision and up close. Yeah, so I can't read my GPS and compass. Yep. So I got to switch glasses out. So now I got bifocals. I used to use more 
more when I was switch when I needed to switch to bifocals, but didn't. So I'd have to put a different pair of glasses on to see right. my GPS and stuff. But now I got the bifocals that are all the same, so I don't carry nearly as many pairs. Yep. I only have two with me usually, yellow and the regular transition glasses. The last glasses. couple of years, I've kind of left the brown transitions back because yeah. they're pretty good unless it's snow on the ground. They're always dark when there's snow on the ground. Right. What do you uh, What do you take out in the woods with you for a rifle when you're whitetail hunting? Because we all use we, seven mm's. Like, so Casey uses a seven mm oh eight, and he uses a pump Remington pump. Dad, Ryan, and I all use the Ruger seven millimeter mag, and we got the composite stocks on those and Leopolds. You, you guys have Lapel actions. Lapel, yeah. Le, Jesus! Lapel. I'm, I'm like God. I'm having a heart, I, I just had a stroke. A Leopold. <laughs> you and I have a. Uh, I got a Shooter's Edge, and I'm swapping that out for a Leopold this year. But you actually use a thirty out six. Yep. I don't know. They're all good. Yeah. I just, Jeff has spent a lot of time making a good load for his Ot 6. I got the same gun. It's light. It's short, and, too. Your barrel's a lot and, shorter. Which is nice, especially if you're in some yeah, thick stuff and you're trying to maneuver through brush. That definitely is having that shorter barrel. I used to use my 338 Ultra Mag. That laid that woods down, heavy. man. Yeah, heavy gun. But that would break trail, and you'd get where you were headed. <laughs> yeah, you had to shoot down through some brush. All the brush fell, and then it made its way down to the deer. Yes. You'd watch yeah. this giant missile. You could log down with that bullet. Yeah. <laughs> but you carry them a lot more than you shoot them. Right. That's yeah, the so thing. It it's heavy. important to have a gun that you're comfortable carrying yeah. for a long time. It's one of the things I'm not all that in love with about the mag is it's heavy. And it's long. Over the like, yeah, you know, by the time long. by the time you're done at the end of the day, you're you're not that happy about carrying it. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm it's, used it's to not, it for now. I'm not quite. And and when you get to the end of the season, it's not as bad. Beginning of the season, you feel a lot more yep. because you're not used to carrying a rifle around right. all day long. Sure. Especially then, when you have a sling, so yeah. you have a lot of pressure yeah. on one shoulder. Yeah, and I do you do best not to not to sling as much as possible because it's like it's hard. That's that much more time it takes to get the gun off your shoulder. And you get know, ready. If because you have to realize what's to. going on, get the rifle off your shoulder, mount it, and then, you know, move on from there. And if, right. it's, if it's down at your waist, just pick it up. Yeah. You know, that's been you a know, lot. Everybody's going to have to figure out what works for them. Um, in a lot of places, like where there was a lot of that uh, cat paw, that hobble bush that there. That nasty. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, and, and if you have maple. your sling hanging, and, and the moose have chewed it six times, so it's this little, you know stick cactus that can't wait to grab your sling yeah, and like pull your broom. hand out oh, of your, you know yeah. pull your gun right out of your hand as you're walking you know that <laughs> sling hanging down is a real pain jimmy has likes to use his a lot you, you i use adjustable ones so you can pull it tight right like, like cinch right. it up and it then it doesn't hang so deep right yeah. where'd you get that sling well, most shops yeah. have them it's just yeah. a general adjustable My old man sling. always had them you redo it i don't i forget how to do it but you get to sling and you it's a two piece sling so it can you can pull it tight and you can loosen it yep. right. right and then then that's cool you know, it won't dangle so much and it's less likely to you know if you're carrying it down like a regular trail carry it, it doesn't dangle into the brush and get caught on things quite so bad and you know yank you to a haul all of a sudden I, yeah that happens to me every now and then i don't use a sling much in the woods anyways i yep. carry i rest if i'm by myself i put it on my shoulder a lot or in my hands but yeah I can get it in my ready to sh 
shoot a lot quicker if it's not on my shoulder. That's one of the I even if it's on your shoulder, I've seen you take that gun off your shoulder and then get ready in a blink. I was thinking you are, maybe you, uh you're quick. Maybe this year towards the fall when we're doing a lot more shooting stuff, have a shoulder quick draw competition. That'd be fun. How, how fast, fast how fast you can take your rifle off your shoulder, get it on target, safety off and fire. Right, that'd be and at a distance too. That'd be a right. that'd be fun. So like you got to hit too. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's almost yeah. like like reverse for like a six shooter, like a cowboy do it. Instead of right. like pulling it up, you got to pull it down and like, like sure. that would be super fun. Doing yeah. a bit more shooting. Shooting's really good, and, and we've we've had a lot of fun doing that. I definitely need to do some more clay pigeons and stuff, Jim. We had a blast. That was a really good time. We're always busy in summer. But. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Trying to make up all the time for all the time we take off in the winter. Yep. We're always working. Yep. Got to pay for our hobbies somehow, right? Yep. So that way we can take off a lot of time in November. Because Jimmy's like, we going out, we going out, we going out. And we're like, yeah. You know, by the, by the time like week number five <laughs> or six comes around, we're all like, and Jimmy's like, well, let's go. You know, we get him on the couch. Like, and we're like, get oh, for about a week, week and a yeah. half. And then he, goes, <laughs> and then he disappears and doesn't come back. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to stay and work throughout the winter. You got to save your money so you can take six weeks off. Well, it's the call of the off. teepee there, you know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gotta go back and see how everything is back at the teepee. Yeah, yeah. back at the teepee. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, some commitments don't stop in the winter because manufacturing doesn't just halt. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, for you when you go to Colorado for you just say no. Sorry. <laughs> see you, bye. What's uh, what's something you're looking forward to this fall, Jim? What's one of your goals for this fall other than getting a big buck? That's the goal. Two big, bucks. Two, Two big, big bucks. Two big bucks. Doing the tri-state mega bucks. Well, let's not push it. But <laughs> <laughs> if we had to, yeah. I think I hurt. would love to to do a bit more home with you and get one on film. Yeah. I think oh that, yeah. I think Jimmy, that, Jimmy really needs a buck on film. That's what we need is we need we, you and me to go lay a big boy down. down. Well, I have better luck with you because you got better eyes. You'll see stuff that I never see. Yeah, well, I don't know. you see stuff I don't see a lot of times. I, and my eyes are pretty good, but they're not as good as Taylor's. Taylor Ta- sees Taylor is sharp. Yeah, That's Casey sure. does too. Casey, yeah, yeah he's he on. He got some eyeballs. Well, so Casey like, sees the hooves first because <laughs> he's yeah, at yeah, hoof yeah, level. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right. He looks. He looks right. Like, he does. He I sees the belly see and the legs. Movement when they're running off. <laughs> Same. That's why you see pick them. them out. But I see a we'll tail. Fi- that's we'll about fix it. that this year, Jim. You pick them out when we're together. And you're like, the deer over there. Like, yeah, oh, I know. I know. Look down just your the fingers, one. like, I don't see no deer. What are you talking about? <laughs> and it magically appears in the bushes. You <laughs> <laughs> see that? <laughs> yeah, that's some people have better. That's like better, Jeff. Better Jeff's that at way picking too. Deer out of the bushes. Jeff can do it. At, 50 miles an hour driving down the road. <laughs> see an eyelash. See, <laughs> I saw its nose. <laughs> How the hell did you see that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, something I'm definitely looking forward to is getting getting some of your stuff on film because you got a lot of good stuff, and we, we have a blast anytime we're in the woods together. Yes. Jimmy and I spent a lot of time. Yeah, you, you guys we were a week or more. Yep. Yep. Because you guys actually – and we were on a couple of real. You guys duties. got Mr. Rogers that day. You you double teamed him. You weren't right together, but you were working you together. Were, you were wingmaning yeah, him. Four he used the wingman method. Not last year, the year before. Year yeah. Before. Oh, that's right. Because right. that was 2018. So um, I heard Mr. Rogers also has another name, Jimmy. What is what is his other name, and how did you name him that? <laughs> He's the jerk. The jerk. <laughs> he go. He wouldn't come out of the bushes. It's just a wall of shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he, he, that deer would not and drag you through some nasty oh, and there was a God. foot of snow and it's just a wall of snow and bushes and you just had to put your head down you couldn't hunt him you yeah. can't see you couldn't see 10 feet he plow that garbage all day long Jeez. how do you like this how do you like that how do you like this that how qualifies you, like that? you as being a jerk yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. here i'll weave through these beaver alders that are all twisted up <laughs> And it had way more horns than I thought it would. The way it was running oh. through the garbage. It went through it, where it, you, you think put you that smiley up. face. It went through that wall of snow and never left a, never left a horn mark in the, in, on the limbs. Really? And I, said, I have this, taken... And I said right there, this thing has no horns. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be the guinea pig. And I said, yep, put my head down and just plow. Down, <laughs> down your neck, the snow goes, and you freaking... <laughs> Shake I've taken a couple of big racks and just walked through the woods like it was a deer. Right. And the holes it fits through are amazing. Oh, yeah. Especially the shape they're at. They, you right. know, Dude, that would be how fun. Times, that would times be fun. Because you can see it fits through just about everything. Right. And, and all you got to do is just barely turn it, and it fits right through Ooh. anything. Right. So, and, of course, it's on his head. So he can just tilt Wouldn't it and do Wouldn't that be things. a good video? He take a rack through the woods. Wouldn't that be going kind of like show you where a big rack can fit in the woods? Yeah, you know and I mean? it fits through a lot of stuff, a and it doesn't knock yeah. the well, snow off. Look at a big bull moose. Yeah, True. yeah, a four-foot rack. Right, right? a four-foot paddle on top of his head, and he's going through brush that's like, I can't even fit through that. Right. How's and then he afterwards, you're like, they wow, also got some. They got some power right. to push through, too. Oh, sure. They do. And they like Dad said, they know where the ends are. It's just like your hand. You know where your hand is. Yeah, and yeah. he can he can rock his chin up in the air and yep. just smash right Maneuver. through anything. And he never he never rubbed his horns, never did any scrapes for. He did a f at in the beginning, but when right. I, when I was on, on him, day one, yeah, yeah, not a couple of. Runs. I after an hour or two, I like to see some confirmation that it might have horns on it. <laughs> right, <laughs> make a scrape make at a least. Scrape Are you a bug? Rub your horns on a tree or do something. Have something to eat and let's see a horn mark in the snow. Yeah, yeah. anything. little confirmation. There yeah. are horse doers out there. Yes, there I'm are. I'm caught up to a couple of them. <laughs> I think we all to, have. After a few hours, you're like, is this going to be worth it? <laughs> <laughs> what would you say, Jim, is, your, is a big pet peeve um, about tracking? What's something that, like... It's a big do not for you when it comes to tracking. A big do not. Yeah. I don't know. What's well, a big... We've got, we've like, got the antique track. Got the antique track. I do not take like, old tracks. Well, say, you're, say you're on a box. It's a fairly fresh track. You know, it's you know it's a good track. And But what makes you say, nope, we're done here? I mean, it goes in a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> the swamps. I'm not a swamper. <laughs> no, I, I don't like stepping and going to my knees and then pull your foot out and step and go to your knees. <laughs> the mud. When I try and talk him into it. Yeah, yeah. No, Jimmy, this is a really good one. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a good big buck. You should go for it, buddy. This could be your 200. Right? <laughs> He's like, it's a trick. It's a trick. <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're tricking me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, go get in front of it. You guys can chase it all day. Bring yeah, it across. we'll bring it right, we'll bring it <laughs> right over. Through the good spots. Yeah, we'll let you know where he's going. <laughs> I think one of the things that is so great, too, about having Jimmy around is he also he makes sure that we have all of our stuff. 
Because the amount of times, oh, amount of times like, yeah. we got, you get to the woods, you uh-huh. ain't got your gun with you, ain't got your GPS, you ain't got your bullets, you ain't got your knife. You, and he's just like, yeah. and of course, he like he, he has a sarcastic attitude. Forgets your Who gun. Who forgets their gun when they're going hunting? Uh, Rodney you? Elmer sometimes. <laughs> I think He don't yeah. care, just to let you know. I think Jimmy should enlighten us on, on that little I did uh, remember. That moment. <laughs> so what happened that day when... Uh, Mr. Rodman forgot his gun, Jim. I don't remember. He don't remember. We're driving out the road, and we got what a couple three rigs, and we're just yeah we had out. we just had two out. or three rigs yeah, and we must have been I don't know twelve fourteen miles from camp or better. We were out Timpon Road, quite right. a couple miles anyway. You know, and and I'm like, man. Oh, <laughs> I said to myself, I went, oh. And I'm looking out the window. I'm driving, right? Yeah. Going along. And uh, something happened at camp while we were loading up or whatever. Got distracted. Got distracted. Got distracted yeah, forgot. And, and, of course, I, you're, you're driving. So your I'm gun's driving. never right next to you when you're the driver, right? Right. Yeah, so. I don't care about my gun. I don't, I don't you know, whatever, till the time comes. Well, I should have cared about it because it was back at camp. Oh. <laughs> Old lightning still in the gun case. Right. So we rode around a little bit, and everybody uh, got a track and got going and started hunting. And then I went back to camp and grabbed my rifle. And then we came back and shot a deer. And then came back. From then on, every time somebody forgets something, Jimmy like has it and like caches it. And he's like, "Have you got this? Have you got that?" And it's like, "Yeah, he's giving you a little bit of sass." But on but, on the other hand, he does half the time remind me. I won't admit it that he. Wrote. <laughs> but his little bag of goodies has come in handy many times. Yes, yes Jimmy's Jimmy's Some... wife Terry makes like the best jerky ever. Oh, right, so he yeah. hides it on me. Because when he knows that if he leaves a bag in the back of the it's truck, gone. it's going to get vaporized. Because you're like a Hoover vacuum cleaner. <laughs> it's gone in two seconds. Well, make it taste the, worse, then. The rule of thumb is you can have some jerky when you get a deer That's as right. a reward. Yeah, it's for deer killing. He's, he is like the only one of us to carry a fanny pack. I'm and thinking about carrying one this yeah, year. Yeah, Ryan and I were yeah. actually talking Although about it. You don't have it. Do you have it all the time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, no, he I was so thinking much, of. He's got that. He's I got, got extra his little compass, bag of yeah. extra bullets, extra batteries for the for the radio and the GPS. You listening, Casey? Yeah. Extra batteries. <laughs> Just in case one of you forgot your stuff. <laughs> yeah, or you only have two batteries. Right. A flashlight, because it's pretty hard to find you guys if you don't have your stuff. Yeah. It or, is. Or, yeah. The famous sure. uh, orange pole strap, right? My pole strap. Yeah, yep, that's yep. in there. Yep. Yep. I tried Deer putting drag. it all in the back of my coat, but it just doesn't feels work. weird on the right. back of my... I don't like the weight there. I, I like the weight hanging off my belt. Yep. It gets it off your shoulders, and it's easier on your back, and especially when you're going through coat. the woods. Yeah, yeah. pulling on your coat. It's a lot of extra That's one of the things about the Beagle the coat with that big pouch in the back is that it, it, you end up filling it with stuff. Oh, Next yeah. thing you know, it's turned into this knapsack slash coat. Right. That was the biggest reason why I was thinking about trying to carry a fanny pack this year was to help distribute some of my gear. Yeah. Because, like, I get same thing. You get in the rig at the end of the day, and it's like you can't sit down because there's so much stuff in your yeah, bag. It stresses your problem. zippers and stuff. Right. Too. Yes. And all, like this, all the seams, too. It puts yeah. a lot of pressure yeah. there. And, it, like, Jimmy carries a lot of his stuff in that fanny pack because it's there all the time. He yeah. knows it's there, and it's not in the way. Right. The other and thing it's too, always there. 
Yep. And I over don't the, forget nothing because it's already in my coat. Over the course yep. of the years, too, I think we've all been slowly carrying, like, less and less and less. Like, realizing what you can get away with. You know, like, we get our water in, we get our snacks in before we go into the woods. You get all caloried up. Maybe bring a little bit with you. I do carry and a little and have some in the rig at the you know end I mean? of the day. And you bring, that's the biggest If you're going to bring extra stuff, you bring it and keep it in the rig. Right. You know, and... We have our survival gear. We have all of our essentials. But, like, you're not bringing extra things and all this other stuff to weigh you down. And, you know, because... Between the camera gear, your guns, and you, the, your yeah. actual tools And you honestly, need. we right. have. We have been trading. Like, me, I've been trading more of my gear for new stuff. Because the filming and, and recording things and extra batteries and SD cards and, like, yep. geez, all this other well, stuff is too, replacing though, it. But being as a cameraman, you're with somebody who already has all the other survival stuff. Yeah, you know they have all that little extras. So when you're double teaming on for the day, yeah. you don't have to carry as much between the two of you because both of you make up. But the when difference. you're by yourself, though, that is a kind of that is something. Right. That we're gonna and, have to talk about that later in a yeah. video. I think I that's think what that's, I'm gonna start doing is keeping my my really important survival gear in a fanny pack because it's not extra in my coat. I have to worry <laughs> about. But then, like Jimmy said, you always have it, and there's. You're not going to forget your license because you have a copy in your fanny pack. You've got extra bullets. You've got your extra compass, extra fire starter, whatever you need, whatever is important for you to carry around. I've never used my extra compass, but if you get in a spot where you doubt yourself, doubt yourself you yeah. can pull it out. Right. A little personal confirmation. It'll come to the rescue. You'll right. double up. You'll, you'll know for sure. That for sure. You're, you're or gonna... like if, if you drop it or if you fall mm -hmm. and it's... Yeah. slams on a also too, rock like or if somebody else dropped theirs or lost it right you or uh, it to them and now they got one or yeah. a compass doesn't work right jim yeah be like jeff when uh, scotty got out of the truck and he says which way is north and jeff looks at his compass he stings it out in the woods <laughs> scotty's looking at him and he's like what the hell and he says we're not looking for you today Here, <laughs> points I'm, the right way i have a real here's one. here's a compass i keep in the truck <laughs> i guess some of them screw up if they're near a maggot, magnet or something. Yep. Yeah. They can, they can get, like, repolarized the wrong Some of way. those gloves that flip over so right. your fingers stick out, those mittens, That'll mess will have up. a magnet. Yep. yep. To hold the to hold it back against your hand. You don't want it near your compass. Yep. yep. What's, um, for you, Jim, what's, what's the most important things to keep in your rig when you're going out hunting for the day? Well, I keep my rig. Yeah. I keep an extra camera in case of... In case a cameraman forgets his camera, we've which done that. Before. It was once. It was one time. Most of the time, it's I've SD it cards. It's not the actual. Extra thing. batteries in the console in case <laughs> nobody has no batteries for their light and right. their GPS. Back any. up the goodie bag. Yeah. Jerky. He just won't tell you where. Food and water. Yep. Food and water for sure. A change sled. Of, change of clothes. Is a Orange great sled. Idea. Yeah. Change of clothes is good if you're out in the pouring rain. And yep. Don't want to freeze to death. Yep. Get back to the rig. You can at least. Be somewhat dry. A couple right. straps. Yep. I keep yep. all the stuff in case we get in trouble with the vehicle and we can get ourselves yep. out. Yep. Right, like a, a winch, chain, straps. Flat yep. tire. We had a year we had a flat tire out there, out yep. in uh, Kibbe. Yep. 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 And it was raining. And I didn't have fun. a plug kit. Yeah. Now good. I do. Yep. Plug <laughs> kits are a great idea. Yep. Yeah, it might save you. Yeah, it could. Yep. Yep. Those are all. What else? Anything yeah. else? What about radios, Jim? Yeah, we got radios. Chainsaw of some kind or an axe or something. Starts. Yeah, yeah. Chainsaw, not a wild thing. A wild thing. Right. Having a saw. That's is classic. Good idea. Yeah. Do you yeah. think handsaw uh, in case the chainsaw don't start? <laughs> right. Well, put the yeah. brake on. We never used to worry about that stuff. But if you're out 
10 miles, 15 miles on the back road. Windy day. In the, in the paper company land on a windy day, you might have to cut trees. Right. No one's coming out there to get you. To get out. They tip over. Ain't yeah. nobody coming to help you. Yeah. No. Last year, got, there by we, we chopped over a big yellow birch. We've had, yeah. That thing was right in the middle of the road and had to bust it all up. We've had a number of times where we drove out a road and come back and a tree across. And we have to right. get out and cut it out. Yep. What are you yep. going to do if you don't have nothing to cut it out? And right. the, the longer you're in the woods and the more time you spend hunting, the uh, your odds increase of that you're actually going to have to use this stuff. Oh, sure. Like, you know, the, the amount right. of times you guys have had a flat tire in your years of hunting, how many times was it? How many flat tires do you think you've gotten? Three. Three right? or four. Does that I count tires coming off or just flat no, tires? No, just like, you know what I mean? But like <laughs> any, any one event will occur however many times, and, and you never right. know what situation you're going to get into because, like, yeah. you guys have been on rescue missions before and, like, yeah. had to go get you somebody. Won't. You know what I mean? Like, you guys had to do that. You've had to have mechanical issues. You, like, you, never, you never know what you're really going to have. So it's good to bring extra stuff. But like most of the time, you can leave that stuff in the rig. Jumper cables or a, a, a jumper pack yep. is yep. like awesome. You and Keith, yeah, you guys pack. had to walk a long way. Back to your rig and the battery's dead. <laughs> a long way and you don't have rig. a stick and you can't pop start it. Yeah, yeah that's not fun. You, when you yep. leave your rig for to go hunting for the day, you look back at it and make sure the make lights sure are on. And make sure all the doors are shut so you don't have a dome light on. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we've had some flat batteries. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn. Um, one time we did that and got out the radio and I just started asking on every single channel and I did about eight channels. Anybody out there? And this guy comes on and he says, yeah, after about eight channels. And I said, well, we got a flat battery and we're on this road here. Any chance you could help us out? And he's like, sure. I'll be over there in a little while. I know exactly where you are. Yep. And he drove right over and saved the day, you know? So, yep. you know, you of course, there's no cell service, and all right. you have is your radio. Yep. And we're sitting on the tailgate thinking, well, what the hell we're going to do? It's 20 miles, 25 miles, walk back to camp. Yeah, you ain't, right. you ain't that, walking right. that back in a and, day. And it, and it was a good what, I don't, mile and a half to get out to the, the main logging road because we were yep. on a dead end. Right. Not then to mention, when you get you're on that for and the it's whole the end day. of the day and most hunters have left, you're done. Right. Like nobody's going to come along for the rest of the night. Tomorrow morning, somebody will be along. But now you're going to spend the night in the rig out yep. there in the middle of nowhere. So right. So you you know. want to bring your – just because it's 50 out don't mean you don't want to bring your – Yeah, you got to prep, you gotta prep for weather change. Right. Like you, you may All have of a sudden, you have a dead battery and some, no one's coming after you. You're going to want your coat for the night. You want to be able to spend the night. Yep. And you need to be, be able to walk out or, or spend the night because you've got to have your clothes. And if you're out there in a T-shirt and you get in trouble – Right, yeah, or you, you get you wet or something. Yeah, bad yeah. trouble. A big, huge construction bag. You know, a, a big, like nice, a big, thirty, fifty gallon yeah, construction bag. A huge yeah. construction bag can really save your heat like crazy. And well, it can, it can double as a dry. poncho too. Yeah, yeah, you can cut a, a a hole in one of the corners that just your face will fit, and it could be pouring rain or pouring snow. Just the snow, really wet snow coming down. Yeah. And if you had to spend the night in the woods and you just unfold that bag and pull it over you, say you fell down, you you hurt your leg or your arm. Right. right? You can't walk. You're out. not going to be building a shelter, you know. And if it, it's after dark and the traveling is real rough, we've had a few times where traveling in really rough ground after dark. It's a major chore. Oh, yeah. It takes hours it takes to go. A lot longer than you would you normally would just walk in a little while. So I had like that a having that like that season. big huge construction bag, and you just cut one corner off, you know, on yep. the on the sack end of so it. You can get some air. So your face, you know, you can stick your face out, but it'll yep. go over your whole body. Right. And now it can rain and snow all at once, and your even your face you can pull back in, right? You know, so you can breathe, but it'll hold your heat in, and you've got like an instant little tent over you. 
Right. You know, so even if you were hurt, you wouldn't have to build something. It's definitely something that we're going to put a bit more uh, content out about this fall is like some survival stuff, some prep stuff, some good things to keep in mind. You know, you're, the odds of you having to stay overnight when you're hunting are not that good. But what happens if you do a few things, things to keep in mind? Because things happen, yes, you know, is. you get I've a big buck and you're way too far situations. out. That's why I have my stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, you guys have learned from experience. That's like most of, you know, there's really nothing that you guys keep and bring with you this whole time that's been frivolous and just something that you want. Mm -hmm. It's all been stuff that you know you you're going to need. You oh, know? Yeah. A big thing, too, Jim's really taught me is uh, extra boots yep. mm -hmm. and repair kits so you can fix your boots. So, yep. like, yep. We, we run. We pop freaking. Yeah, oh, we run rubber lacrosse button tread boots. Love and those things. They're, they're great good. boots, but you walk through a clear cut. And there's these tiny little stubs everywhere. It doesn't take much. Next thing you know, you have a hole in your boot. Blow down. And they're pretty right. durable. Blow down. They're pretty durable, but you get the right stick at the right spot. Right. The right and kind next of thing you know, you got a hole. Got um, a hole. What are some ways, too, Jim? Like, if you've, when you've popped your boot, how have you fixed it? Usually you don't until you get back to camp. Right. Yep. Yeah. But if you have some silicone or something in your rig. Yep. Like rubber cement. That always yep. works. Rubber patch. Rubber and you can patch. wear it. Like, when you get back to the rig, you can put some, like, that. You have almost like an inner tube patch, and you can put some like silicone on it. And then what you do is you just run your floorboard heat on, and that'll help cure it while you're on your way back to camp too. Yeah, right. And it warms your feet up if they're dry or whatever, and, and keeping that kind of stuff in there too. You no, know, if you wear any kind of rubber boot, and even if it has some lining in it, like some insulation, or yep. you run without it, like we do sometimes, um, tear them apart at the end of the day and make sure they dry overnight. Nothing because worse rubber than boots, feet, man. wet rubber boots in the morning oh. of an entire hunt for the day. Sucks. If it if it turns off cold in the afternoon or whatever, you, know, you get a cold freeze. snap, you're going to be cold. And then if something really goes wrong and you end up having to stay overnight, now it's going to be even worse. You can lose your toes. So like keeping your feet dry all the time and keep your clothing dry. Even when you're walking you through the woods, do not brush up against the brush and get more wetter than you and have And if you do to. get snow on you, brush it off. Right. Well, apparently keep if you chase some dry. of the deer that Jimmy does, you won't have a, you won't have a, you won't have a way to get out of that. You're going to you're going to go through tight stuff anyway. And that's the other reason. Oh, you're going to get wet. There's no way around it. Yeah. But you can stay drier longer by being careful. Being careful. Yeah. I also carry a lighter, a brand new lighter. Brand I, new lighter. I'm not going to mess around with matches if I need a fire. You get some birch bark off a tree. Right. Get your kindling and your wood yeah. ready to go. If you had to have a fire. You light that birch bark with a lighter. It'll you ain't going to be messing around all night trying to... Yeah. Get a match, wet match going. Right, a lot and of times you can like, you can run a lighter even if you have cold fingers. Like say your fingers don't want to work, you can you, you can hold it in your hand and use your palm. Yeah, and, and still where a match, it's right. a lot more tedious. Most of the time too, a fire's fire's not going to cut it though. No, you, you need spend, a pretty you're big fire. You're going to spend more energy and more time getting fuel for your fire than you are. Like if that's the case, you just move all night. You know what I mean. That's getting smoke in your eyes and messing but, around and doing all also that. Also, too, though, fire is also a psychological help. Well, it will dry some your socks and warm up your hands. It dry will your, but, dry your gloves. But out. if like if you want to, conditions are right. You know what I mean? But like for for most for most of the time, right? Like right. if you're staying the night, why? It's probably really bad. It's probably because you're injured or right. bad weather. That's right. Or so lost. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So or it's you're like lost. most of the time, it's like make yourself a shelter. Spend your time building a good shelter. And even and that's got to be in the daylight. Yeah. In so order to right. Do it right. You can't do it. So we're actually we're well. actually going to be that's going no for that. Why you need a good flashlight this fall? We're gonna, right. we're gonna yes. try that. Good flashlight is it. important because it's like just you know regardless, you should practice both. 
Yeah. You should practice making a fire on nice days and not so nice days and mm -hmm. close to dark in the dark because it's good practice. It's fun. You'll learn a lot about yourself and do the same with shelters. It's not a bad idea because it could save your life for sure. Yep. And if you've never like spent the night in the woods, you ought to do it when you're ready. Yeah. Which might be like in the early fall when the mosquitoes aren't bad and it's still right. fairly warm out. Getting, you know, backwoods of Maine, you get eaten alive by black flies. Yeah, if you're up there right in, in July, it's going to be a little different. But it's good, it's good preseason prep work well, just, sure. just to yeah. help refresh. And especially when you're out there and you're planning on staying, you're psychologically you're ready for it. So there's none of that pressure to like, hey, I might not make it. When you've done something before, you're way better at it second time. Well, you way gain, better. yeah, you gain when you're confident in something, it's always gonna work out better for you. Yeah. Jim, what's a little, uh, what's a quick little thing you want to tell people? What's a little like tracking thing or a hunting thing? A little little advice before we wrap up here. What's what's something that's super important to you? What do you think? Hmm? Come on, man. You got. I know you got something. You got all kinds of good stuff. Put me on the spot. <laughs> you're good. For, you're good for it. What was the question? <laughs> what's a uh, What's a good little piece of advice about either hunting or tracking or the you know the whole thing? What's something you want to tell people that's worked well for you for getting getting a good buck? What's something? What's like your your basically your go to? You know what's your what's your number one rule, man? Well, I don't know. If you if you leave the track, you're not gonna get it. But you gotta leave it at some point. Stick you gotta, it, yeah. you gotta, you gotta know your, what you got for energy. You gotta know yourself. Leave yourself enough energy to get out. Right. Know your bingo. You can't go till you're spent. Yeah. Yeah. And then, especially if you're miles away. And that's when you kind of. That's when you increase your odds of needing that survival If you get turned around, stuff. don't lose your marbles. You gotta. You gotta. Keep your head on your shoulders. Yep. Yeah. Takes practice. It does. Yeah. You got to be put in those yeah. situations that's a great once point. in a while to learn anything. Right. right. Yeah. And but no, that's yep. that's that's great because that's definitely one of the biggest things you have to consider because we all know as soon as you panic, that's when stuff gets way you, worse. You can't second guess your decisions. You can't right. Let, can't let the boogeyman get to you. <laughs> even that's, though that, yeah that's even a, though we've heard there's we've there's, heard a, it. there's a story for another time <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah we have met him we have <laughs> he's he closer does than, come out a little more at night than he does in the day. <laughs> he's, and he's closer than you think he is yeah, yeah. echo echo there's one particular yeah. trail he likes to hang out on yeah we've we've, we've yeah. met him on that yeah. trail thank yeah. you guys so much for listening hope you enjoyed this podcast getting to know jim a bit more he's definitely going to be all over this new thing we're going to do a whole bunch with him and you'll get to hear a lot a bit more of his thoughts and stuff he does and he'll he'll come a bit out of his shell it takes him a minute it takes him a minute but as always, thank you so much. If you guys have any questions, uh, you can send them over to our podcast email at askmountaindeer at gmail.com. A-S-K-M-T-N-D-E-R. There might have been one too many E's, but <laughs> you, you get the idea. Too easy. And uh, we will see you guys in the next one. Thanks for tuning in. Happy hunting from all of us at Mountain Deer. Bye-bye. Good luck out there. Be safe. Have a great hunting season. Yep. Get a big one. <laughs> <laughs>